Hello, hello, hello. This is Gouda Murder, a podcast about sharp kills and cheesy thrills. Listen in on a group of gals talking true crime and all things cheese. All right, all right, all right, all right. And hello, hello, hello. Uh, welcome to Gouda Murder Podcast with your lovely ladies, I, Kelly, her Keely and the other her Coda. Hey. Uh, <laughs> hey. <laughs> uh, we are sitting outside on the glorious and magnificent patio of Miss Coda and her casa. Uh, what what did we call in your house again? What was the it? Mojo Dojo. Casa oh, the house. Mojo Dojo. <laughs> Casa House. Casa House. But Why I'm like Mojo Jojo that? House. I don't I, know. I, he was like, not a part of Did you watch the new Barbie movie? No. no. Oh my gosh. Okay, it's really cute. But Ken takes over. Okay. And he calls it the Mojo Dojo Casa House. And Barbie is uh, like, you know, it can be Mojo Dojo or it can be Casa in a house. That all means the same thing. And he goes, it's house, 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 house. Yes. He's like, <laughs> you're wrong. So. Okay, we're at Coda's house, 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 right, and cool. I like uh, just enjoying this lovely September weather as we're sitting outside, nice and sunny. We got the canopy or like this little umbrella. No, I wouldn't say a little, but the patio umbrella. You know, eating our cheese, drinks, and uh, jellies as we do. Uh, today we've been talking uh, already about Keeley's case, and now on Dakota's uh, traveling in the state of Wisconsin, our <laughs> lovely land, and I say my motherland, uh, Wisconsin. So definitely <laughs> going to be throwing some, throwing some sort of cheddar at you, get ladies and mm-hmm. folks uh, and humans who may or may not be listening in and uh, to say who may or may not be ladies who may yeah, well, that true. <laughs> listeners who may or may not be ladies that counts for everybody okay you either are a lady or you're not or or you're both i or, mean or there's so not, many things we're yeah, all we're, we're all we're fluid that. and accepting here um i just am uneducated enough to know all the terms so excuse <laughs> me but i love you and thank you for listening in i am excited uh for coda's wisconsin story crime mm-hmm. facts yeah all that good stuff mm-hmm. and uh without further rambling on i'm gonna drink my hams and listen to coda coda take it away i wonder if uh when you say drink the hams people understand that's an old man beer not some blended up christmas <laughs> ham in a it's my protein smoothie ladies I have to intake my protein, and it's the only way I add the most saltiest protein, also ham. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to add anything to it. No, it is it is hams, America's classic premium beer, born in the land of sky blue waters. Sponsor us. Sponsor us. <laughs> yes, please sponsor us. I mean, Kelly would be tickled. I would be elated. I would find so many cheeses. We already we already did beer cheese dip with hams okay come on kids i can do more i can do beer brats ham brats uh ham and chicken beer chicken you know what i'm talking about i have not done beer can chicken but i've heard, I've heard of, of it it's delicious so come on hams sponsor us that'd be great thanks <laughs> all right so now that you know it's beer and not i'm drinking a beer Ham smoothies. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, it's a Wisconsin beer. <laughs> you didn't know you that? It. I forgot that it was. It's, it's just a coincidence. Milwaukee, here. Wisconsin. Even better. See, I'm so on point, you guys. See, it is so motherland for you. It's just ingrained oh in you. You just 
I just enjoy it so much. Like I forget that it's a Wisconsin. Like, you I mean, levitate towards the Wisconsin what? everything. I it's do. Just, it just naturally finds me. And like oh, it is yes, the, the light. It. It's the bug zapper, and she is yes, the fly. It is. <laughs> Wisconsin it's is so my beautiful. bug light. The light. That, ooh, that's that. I can't help it. It's so beautiful. That's Kelly for sure. Oh. It is. All right, continue, Coda. All right, sorry. sorry. We are going to go to 1976 Silver Cliff, Wisconsin, ooh. in Marinette County. Okay, I love the 70s. Well, this couple did. Oh, no. Did? Oh, boy. Well, shit. Engaged to be married couple David Schuldes, 25, and Ellen Matthews, 24, set up camp in McClintock Park the weekend after 4th of July, 1976. It was the bicentennial? Yeah, mm-hmm. 200 years old. Oh, wow. Originally, the couple went to Goodman Park, but all the campsites were full, so they moved four miles down the road to find a spot elsewhere. They were the first ones at McClintock Park that day, and they chose a space near the entrance to the loop of campsites. Okay. You never do that. Well, they did it. You was right. You should have been back there to tell Camping them, don't Copa. don't pick it right here. Don't do it. David and Ellen set up camp and decided to go for a hike, but Ellen needed to make a pit stop at the restroom, and that's when hell broke loose. Oh, gosh. Already? Mm-hmm. I know. I'm jumping right in. Already. Shots rang out. David was hit in the neck and killed instantly. Oh my gosh. Jesus. Another bullet hit the outhouse wall. Ellen ran, but she wasn't fast enough. Mm, they never are. Ellen. Ellen. What shoes were you wearing? <laughs> You're so disappointed in her. Where were your sensible camping shoes? They were probably the the zero drop or negative heel. Yeah. Duck shoes. You know what I'm talking there about? You, you ever look them up? No. Birkenstocks. Oh, okay. you can't run in Birkenstocks. No, you can't. You can run in Crocs though. Sport mode. Got them on. There you go. Margaritaville. Margaritaville. All right. So she oh, she yeah. she wasn't I'm sorry fast for enough. You. Yes. Um. Serious note. This is trigger warning. Sexual assault. God damn it. Ellen was caught by her attacker. She was raped, and then she was shot twice in the chest. Oh. In the chest. In the chest. A parks worker found David around 2.30 p.m. that day. Ellen was found the next day, July 10th, several hundred yards away. Wow. When authorities began their investigations, they spoke to two young men who reported seeing a man leaving the woods that gruesome afternoon. They also reported seeing a vehicle with possibly Michigan plates backed into a trail further down the road. Ugh, Michigan. Another article I read, it was a man and his son who had gone out fishing. They heard gunshots, didn't think anything of it because they're like, well, it might not have been seasoned, but doesn't mean they weren't shooting right. exactly. a deer. Yep. Seriously. So they didn't think anything of it. And then they heard shots a little bit later, but sounded closer. Yeah. So obviously way. wherever he shot Ellen, it was closer to Where the fishing. Yeah. Okay. Um, they saw a man walking with a rifle yeah. and going to a vehicle with Michigan plates. So I don't know if the two young men and then the man and the son are actually the same people and just right different called accounts. something differently yeah. in the articles. Yeah. But regardless, they saw somebody. Um, two Brown County sheriffs also spoke to investigators, which Brown County and Marinette, I believe, are next so to each other, yeah. like miles, you know. Right. Yeah. Um, those two sheriffs were camping with their wives and this was a few days before the murders happened. They saw a silhouette of a man in the woods. And so like, they got up to figure out what what the hell, who is yeah. this person? And 
the silhouette took off. Mm. And then um, suspicious. Later on, it returned, but that time one of the sheriffs went into his tent to grab a gun, and when he came out, it was gone again. So they believe whoever was responsible for the murders Mm -hmm. was stalking the place. It was like still out and about. I don't. Well, this was before it happened, so I think. Oh, oh. They said that it. Nobody knew that um, David. And Ellen were going camping there. Mm-hmm. Like so, they didn't like announce it. No, or, right. They were just smart. Like they I, were just yeah, yeah. They were just going out for a camping weekend, having fun. They were yeah. going to get married in a few months. And, oh God. Um. So they think whoever, obviously whoever did it, mm-hmm. didn't know him. Yeah. He was just out to. I'm, I'm off with someone. Yep. Yeah. No, and that I'm hunting, <clears throat> hunting, yeah, I'm pretty hunting much. Wabbits. Yeah. Wascally wabbits. Wascally you know what wabbits nice. like. Yeah, cheese breaks. Meta. Oh, <laughs> that was so good. Okay, 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 okay. So we're on our cheese break. We got our cheese. I got my hams. That is not a blended meat smoothie, but uh, we're not. Luckily for you guys, we're not taste testing beer and the cheese today. However, we are thinking still cheese because where are we? We're on the cheese break, and where are we again? We're in Wisconsin. 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 So. We're talking about cheddar cheese for this Wisconsin cheese break and, you know, thinking about what pairs well and what's kind of like, you know, I think like when I think of fall and I think of uh, September, I think I start thinking of of breads and you start thinking of like your savory sweets, your like your dumplings, your pies, your, mm-hmm. um, you know, all the different variations of banana, zucchini, nut Cobbler. muffin, mm. pumpkin, all the breads. All the breads, all, all the breads. Love pumpkin, I fucking love pumpkin. Yeah, pumpkin is the, it I'm a is whore for pumpkin. Yeah, we have we have a few more we have a few more uh, months to uh, you know to slap in the pumpkin flavors and cheese. Uh, today, however, we will not be doing pumpkin, but we will be doing a type of bread. We're gonna change it up. So today, I went to the farmers market and I found that you know things that pair well with cheddar are different types of fruits, different types of berries. Um, I was thinking, and when I saw this, oh, blueberry, mm. blueberry and cheddar, you know, that would be really good. You know, you think of like the blueberry notes in certain wines with cheddar cheese, they really, com- uh, not compare, but they really complement each other. And so today I brought us a little mini loaf of blueberry zucchini bread mm. that we're going to try with a white sharp cheddar. What is your face? Sorry, oh, it's okay. Something. We're outside, and so there's there is a bug or so around, but it's okay. We're not eating the bugs. Um, so we have, like I said, we have the white cheddar, white sharp cheddar, on top of our little bite of blueberry zucchini bread, and let's take a bite. Let's see how it goes. I think it'll be delicious. Cheers. It is delicious. Mm-hmm. Thoughts? Yeah, cause like the. You know, when you make zucchini bread, you usually add, like, some sort of, like, little bit of spices, like, little cinnamon notes. Mm-hmm. So, that's what I get. Like, in this in this loaf, or particularly, is, there are blueberries. And there's also a cinnamon note to it, which I think really complements with the sharpness of the cheddar cheese. Again, it's a white cheddar. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not super char- sharp. It's not a very sharp, but it is a sharp cheddar. It gives it <clears throat> almost like when you warm up bread and put salted butter on it yep mm-hmm. 
the cheese is the butter. I was going to yeah. say that the cheese has been sitting in the sun, so it's like just, <laughs> it's, it's not melty melty, but yeah, it's I was like, it's very soft with yeah, this. But what Cody said is, excellent. right, it's, it's a, that is a great, great way to think of it. It is like that salty mm-hmm. creaminess that you normally would say, like if you are like a butter on any type of bread, it kind of gives it, it gives it that taste, but it, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, it is not as spreadable. So it is a little bit more of a... Um, ripe, ripe. Yeah, I'd give it a ripe, like a like a sharp, a sharp, um, soft taste, um, and that was really good. I know we got some, we got some chipmunks wanting to uh, join us. I think some some squirrels in the background, kind of skitter scattering. Oh, it was a walnut falling. Out. Oh man, my walnuts are falling in my neighbor's yard. Your walnuts are falling, falling. <laughs> it's fine. Just continue. Coda's nuts are falling in her neighbor's yard. <laughs> an affair. At least not Sorry, in their I face. Just noticed. Um. But yeah, it's a good, good pairing. We also have, uh, we also have a Moscato today, just, just, just to ring true to our cheese and our wine. So I'll, I'll let all of us grab a, grab a slab of cheese. Here you go. Just divvy it up. Here you go. Just take this. Take this. And yeah, I am. And again, so just the same, same white sharp cheddar when we have a Moscato. So kind of get the, get the notes of the cheese. Mm, soft and delicious. May take my swig of my Moscato. This is my favorite. I don't like of... it with the cheese. I do not like it with the cheese. I like yeah. it by itself. I like it. I think it's mm-hmm. good. Like this it. Moscato is very, I think it's very fruity, very lighter than some mm-hmm. other Moscatos that we've had. Very it's fun. a, uh, I think we've had it before, the California Roots brand. So not Wisconsin, unfortunately. However, Oops. it does, uh, it does give us rooted into our cheese tasting. <laughs> Um, that was a really bad one. What that was a bad hell? Um, but I like it. Like Get it. So out of like here. Sharp cheddar. Um, so kind of game, you know, ideas for you folks, uh, for your next charcuterie or next get together, have, have your sharp cheddar next to, next to your zucchini bread and mm-hmm. just suggest it doesn't have to be a big hunk. doesn't have to be, you know, a whole, a whole thing, but, uh, kind of test your guests out and be like, Hey, guess what I found out that tastes really well together and just razzle and dazzle them with your new founded, uh, cheese knowledge and, uh, see how that goes. And like, where did you learn this from? And I'm like, Oh, actually I listened to this <coughs> really cool, uh, podcast called you to murder. You should check it out. Get more followers. Boom. Um, and now we're famous and now we're famous. <laughs> uh, if you have other ideas or other breads that you'd like to, or like us to try out on your behalf, make sure to contact us. You can email us at gouda.murder at gmail.com or reach out to us via our Facebook as always Gouda murder podcast official yep. at Facebook. DM us, comment, uh, comment us, uh, you know, or just hit that like follow button. You know, we appreciate anything and, uh, Without further more knowledge of cheese, of cheese, code, I'm gonna sling it back at you. <laughs> Thank you. Mm-hmm. Fantastic cheese break. Mm-hmm. Delish. Delicious. We need to go to that farmer's market, make yeah, it a, yeah. maybe yeah. even make it a Gouda on the go mm. cheese bite or something. Yes. So when I left off, I was uh, telling you guys about how some people witnessed a man mm-hmm. lurking about being a creep total creep. creep but even <laughs> even back at this time 1976 authorities knew enough to collect dna awesome. so they took samples from ellen's clothing and they kept it for years yeah mm-hmm. 
but DNA testing and databasing didn't become a thing until the 90s. Right. And even 90s. then, mid yeah, late right. 90s it really wasn't even like a even then it was treated like a fingerprint. Yeah. So the only way DNA worked was if you already had a suspect to match it to or right. if somebody was already in the system. Right. So <clears throat> like I said, it was like a fingerprint. However, that 1976 evidence finally came into play in 2018 wow. when um, the sheriff's office got a hold of Parabon Nano Labs, and they were successful. So they used that 1976 DNA, and they solved the case. Well, pretty much. Nice. Um, Parabon is a Virginia-based company that uses DNA analysis to build composite resemblance mm-hmm. of the owner of that DNA. Cool. Based on skin color, eye color, Ooh, hair like, color, almost like freckles. a twenty-three and me sort of thing. That's exactly Ooh, what it is. Huzzah! Exactly what it is. Um, and then they use geographical ancestry. So they take, they use DNA as a blueprint instead yeah. of a fingerprint. Yeah. Um, so they That's came cool. up with this guy's fair complected with reddish blonde hair, <gasps> some freckles to no freckles, and they can. It's not supposed to look, it's not going to look like a composite right. sketch, but it's going to give you a roundabout of what they might look like. An idea. At an ideal body weight, because uh, they even said DNA obviously can't tell you how old somebody is. Right. And it can't tell you how much somebody weighs. Right. So they, they pick a normal BMI and make a face. Yep. That's cool. And then they can also age it. Cool. That is neat. So they... Science is cool. Yeah, so they showed showed the maybe suspect at about 25 years old and then what he would look like at 65. Ooh. Um, so using that and then also using those like 23andMe websites, mm-hmm. they narrowed it down to one specific family in Wisconsin. What? <clears throat> That's yep. cool. Holy shit. So they narrowed it down to a couple, the Van Nuvenhoven family. And said it was either one of their four sons or one of four grandsons. Oh. Yeah. That is so freaky deaky and cool. Right. Um, So they set out to retrieve DNA samples after they found this out from Cornelius, Edward, and Raymond. The fourth brother was already deceased. In January 2019, Cornelius was first. Which... (laughs) Side note on this one, I thought was funny. Um, when I looked him up, he's also been having issues with the county because people keep hitting the guardrail in front of his house and like running into his yard. Oh, <laughs> so, Jesus, poor guy. But yeah. anyway, anyway, they took garbage from his house. Like they waited and they snagged his trash, and then they right. sent in three different it's out, things. It's out. It's yeah. free. It's free for going through. They sent in socks and inhalers. There was one other piece. I can't remember what it was, but. When they analyzed it, it wasn't a direct match, but it did show like, connection, like relation. Uh, yeah. That they had, like, the same father. Paternal relation is what oh, it was. Oh, so it was one of his brothers. <laughs> Narrowing it down. Yeah. So then February, they went to Edward, and he happened to be neighbors to Tom Shallow, which was a detective for Oconto County Sheriff's Office. Okay. And Detective Shallow actually informed investigators that Edward... Also known as Sylvester. I don't know why they called him that, but... Um, Edward Sylvester. That's yeah. the same. Potato, but, potato. He would sometimes stop and have coffee with him. So he's like, yeah, next time he comes by, I'll save his cup. <gasps> so they got his DNA from a coffee cup. Damn. Dope. 
Same thing as Cornelius. It wasn't a direct match, but they shared paternal relationship. So then in March of 2019, Raymond was last. And if it wasn't Raymond, it wasn't, it was the dead brother. brother. So Raymond lived out in BFE. Yeah. He didn't put garbage out at the curb. He didn't have coffee with any local police officers. So they had to get creative. Uh. They decided to make up a phony survey asking the public what they thought about their local law enforcement. (gasps) And Raymond agreed. He's like, yeah, come on in. I'll do the survey. And so they told him, fill out your answers and then put it in the envelope and seal it up so we can't see it. Ah, seal it with he your licked spit. It. Yep. So they used the saliva. That is sneaky. Dinky. To do the DNA analysis on Raymond. They found an exact match. Oop. Okay, I'm, I just want to sit here and think for a second. as like, all right, as Raymond, right? Mm-hmm. That's yeah. his name. He thinks he got away with it. Yeah. yeah. Totally. 40 years later. 42 years. Oh my god. He's in his 80s. That is insane. Yep, yep, yep. So, holy shit. Also, something I learned here is Idiot. I didn't know <laughs> I didn't know that there's people um there there is a category of people who are called secretors. And you can tell what blood type they have based off of their saliva and their semen. And Raymond was a secretor, which sounds so oh, gross. Oh, like but, yeah, like their parts of their DNA yeah, secretes like, out of their yeah. Huh. yeah. So it, his saliva matched the semen that they took from Ellen's clothing uh, in 1976. Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He was arrested on March 14th, 2019, just under a year after Parabon got involved with the case. Wow. So they got involved and Shut boom. While searching his home, deputies found a 30 caliber rifle and casings that matched the wounds and casings found in 1976. And he kept the fucking gun. Yep, and he kept the casings in a coffee can above his washer and dryer. Like, I'm sure it wasn't the used ones, but like new ones ones that would go into his rifle. Right. Like, he would pick up the shells that dropped. I'd be like, they wouldn't be able to match him if if he had taken them. No, he still had the usable ammo for this gun. But if it was the same gun, they could match the used casings mm-hmm. to his gun. Yeah. Yes. Um, then Nevenhoven was charged with two counts of first-degree murder and one count of first-degree sexual assault. However, the sexual assault was thrown out. In one article I read, it was because the statute of limitations was, was six that. years. Yeah. However, I looked it up. First-degree sexual assault has no statute of lim- limitations in Wisconsin. Hmm. But felony sexual assault does. What's the um, difference? I'm not sure. But I don't know. It said, according so according to LegalMatch.com, if DNA evidence is used to identify the offender, criminal charges may be filed during 12, 12 months following the offender's identification. So it's 42 years they just identified this guy. Boom. So you can charge him within a year of identifying him. Yeah. Even if the statute of limitations has expired. So I don't know how they got away with throwing that out. Right. Something, something, something. Other than maybe he's so freaking old. Right. What's it gonna, he's gonna. He, yeah. He's dying in there. He's gonna die in prison, so. Yeah. It's not like you can put him on the sex offenders list. It's like, yeah. I mean, you're not going anywhere. Right. Maybe that's what, maybe that, that could have been, that could have been it. That could have been it. Right. They, um, I was watching one video, news video, and his, his kid, he had five kids. Not a single one knew anything about it. Never suspected him. Um, he had a wife he was a widower um but I don't, mm. I don't think so but the shotgun 
but it wasn't the first time oh, he sorry. had it wasn't the first time he had been arrested for assault. Oh, Back in 1957, 1957, he attacked two teenagers. He was 20 years old. Okay. They were 16 and 17 or 15 and 16. Yeah. Attacked them and they arrested him and he said, I wasn't trying to hurt him, I was just trying to scare him. Oh yeah. Mm. He went by Lawrence then. I don't know what it is what with is these the, brothers with yeah. these names. I'm guessing it's their middle name. Maybe. I mean, sometimes you just don't like your name. I don't know. Yes. But he was married when that happened. Because one of his um or maybe not when that one happened, but in the nineteen seventy six case, mm-hmm. his daughter recounts that he had he was gone, like he was on a trip. <laughs> that makes me think or it makes you it almost makes you wonder if this if this was a secluded one-time event or not and this was the only one that he got caught right you know what i mean and, and that's what's really scary I, I mean it's scary in general it's mm-hmm. scary in general but like, do you think he would admit that he's like well i mean oh he claimed the whole no he claimed the whole time that they were trying to uh set him up like he didn't do this i know but what i'm saying is what kelly just said is you know if he got caught for just this one act mm-hmm. and there's multiple that have never been Completed or claimed. Right. Especially if it was in, a, if it was in different counties or say like a woman gets. Yeah, it was. Be like, all right, by the way, I also killed this is 28 me. other people. Yeah. Well, 42, one person a year since this act happened. Oof. Nope. Well, in August 2021, he was sentenced to back to back life sentences. Wow. Um, so, no, he didn't admit to anything. Mm-hmm. Because in June 2022, June. 17th he died in prison oh shit at age 85 well he was in custody for almost two and a half years and it only but only lived 10 months after he got put in prison oh wow but he was also receiving nursing care Mm. like the guy wasn't able to take care of himself imagine i'll also like this has nothing to do with their crime but imagine like what is it like like when you're like 80 some years old and you're getting admitted to these like high max prisons whatever you know what i mean like where are you getting placed right who's, well who's your bunkie they even said but what so are the, what like, do the young guys think of this old so guy in like 2020 20, there's a picture of him in court and he's wearing a mask because it was happening during covid yeah and even the judge was like well this is actually probably a safer place for him because we yeah. take better care in cleaning our prisons than yeah than he would be in a nursing in home yep. or yeah yep. going out to the grocery store by himself yeah so honestly, it probably prolonged his life. I don't We're know. helping you out. Honestly, I, I just wonder. Like, it just makes me think. Like, you know, yeah. Think of think that you're like this young, ish guy, anywhere from like twenty to forties. Let's say that. Yep. Okay, younger Stud. guy started and, at twenty that we know of. Yeah, and um, you know, uh, you know, you're already in prison, and then your new bunkie is this eighty-five-year-old invalid. <laughs> How yeah. pissed would you be? One, how, yeah. would you, how would you? Did this old man get bullied? Did he get threatened? I want to know. Did they, they probably, honestly, they yeah. probably had like mad problems. Hey, man, you made it this long. Yeah, I don't know. Tell us your secret. Yeah, it's just interesting. Yep. How'd you get about... away with it for so long, fast? Well, you yeah. should have done it before DNA testing was yeah, a thing. Back, back in my in, day, back they, in the seventies, they didn't test shit. Yeah. yeah. Nope. Uh, we went to war for this. And they yeah. didn't ever announce cause of death either. Mm. So. Damn, so he was murdered. They say, I'm pretty sure, just because he was old. Yeah. But his neighbors even said, like, he lived quietly, peaceful life. 
according to everybody. Right. And but they, I guess he did have a bad habit of being violent when he was drunk. Mm. Or like maybe I've you think, it. or you think about like you know having <laughs> this, this cookie cutter <laughs> life with his wife and kids, and then he, yeah, he then he goes on these trips by himself, and that's where he gets the he gets he puts Isn't, the rage out. Isn't that uh, pretty much all of those serial killers that have families? Yeah, they disappear for a little bit and come back. Get all the rage out, and yeah. you're like, okay, I'm better. I'm better now. So one thing yeah. I thought was cool about that DNA testing, that nano labs, Terabon, <laughs> they actually were the ones that helped find the Golden State Killer. Oh. So I thought that was pretty nifty. Yeah. Isn't that science is cool? Really you can't. I did think otherwise. that was really cool, and I put the uh, link to a video where one of the representatives of the company is explaining what they do and how they do it. Cool. That's awesome. Gonna post that on our Facebook. Oh yeah, when I can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good thinking. Good thinking. Thank you. Damn. So I I want to try to post um post my my court hearing for the episode I covered. Yeah, I would. It's gonna be pretty neat. Yep, yep. I fucking hate this outfit. Mm-hmm. That's what you're upset about. <laughs> it's itchy. It's ugly. Ugly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's probably itchy too. You never know. It was a rape. Anyway, <laughs> she probably should have had that when she was doing her murder. Honestly, <laughs> water right. waterproof. All right, well, get us out of here. <laughs> Email us with your requests, ideas, criticisms. We can take it. Maybe I will cry. Oh uh, yeah, Keely. Yeah, don't may do or may not cry. You don't want to see good that. or That's bad. It'll nice. probably happen, so don't be afraid. But, I even happy cry too. So either way, yeah, she right. has happy cried. Right. Um. So if you tell us you love us, she's going to happy cry. Yeah. That's the Hate only us. acceptable crying from Keely. Oh. Don't hurt her. Don't hurt her. Or else you'll or end else. up on the episode. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Watch yeah. out. You'll end up on my podcast. Uh, um, anyway, so we have gouda.murder at gmail.com. And what is our Facebook? It is Gouda Murder Podcast Official at Facebook. So DM us, comment. Hit that like and follow button and let us know what you think or give us some more suggestions. We would love. We are open book and we are free range. So stay tuned. We'll be back and stay fresh. Cheese bags. bags.